Uh, and we're back. <laughs> Anyways, what? Uh, yeah, guys, I don't know. Do you, you guys know what I'm talking about? You showed it to me. Like, no, no? no idea. Yeah, I've it. seen it. No, no yeah, yeah we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it. You can cut it out. If Maddie doesn't want to, I think Maddie needs to know. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He's finding it. He's finding it. Um, while he's looking for that, um, how do I put this? How do you put this? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put this. He Hold doesn't on. know how to put it. We so need someone else to riff while I think about this. Okay, so Patrick doesn't know how to put this. Malcolm's finding a video. Uh, Mark, what do you got for <laughs> us? Like in general, you gotta, sure. got, you gotta have something. Um, not really. I don't have anything on my mind to mm. be honest. When was the last time I saw you? Last time I saw you, I don't know. I think it's been a while. I feel like actually, it's been like three weeks. Oh, it might have been a couple. Yeah, maybe a couple. Three weeks. weeks? Three we weeks. Did the show last week. Oh yeah, Wait, last were week we then. There together in yeah, the show probably. Last week? Yeah. Oh, shoot, yeah. So last sorry. week I saw you. <laughs> okay. For okay. some reason, I'm quiet for myself, but you guys are loud and clear. Mm. How do I adjust that? Oh, there you go. I didn't. Oh, that one's for other people. That one's for me. Yeah, this is just oh. for your headphones, but that's your actual. Uh, I like that. Volume. Cool. It's been lost. All right, Malcolm can't find it. Did you find the words? No. Okay. Hasn't that's found our cold words, open. So we're never gonna know what he's talking about. Anyways, on to the show. Welcome back to episode 38 of Wildly Adequate, the show about anything, everything, and usually nothing. A nice tip of the cap from Malcolm. Uh, I, as always, am Mr. Matthew Urso, one quarter of your host and crew, shirtless, because all I had on was this hoodie and I never had anything on under it, and I'm too fucking hot and mad. It's been a shit night. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Patty, Mark, Malcolm. There you go. The gang is all Can you here. say that louder? Enunciate, will you? Malcolm. There you go. Uh, speaking of Malcolm, I believe you're starting. So please take us away. I am starting. And today, I know it's not the Christmas episode, but. Oh, I know. It's feeling, oh, God. I was feeling Christmassy. <laughs> uh, so not I, even December yet, bro. Bro, it's tomorrow. It, you know, it's oh, not It's going to be December when, this, in, when yeah. this one comes out. Yeah, That's right. We're gonna rank the top rated movie, the Christmas movies, top rated Christmas movies. Top rated Christmas movies. Okay, okay. Like is just it, to pick our favorites, or it's a tier list. Yeah, it's a tier, list. tier list. Oh tier wow! Matthew knew about this beforehand. I was prompted by Malcolm ahead of time. Wow! To have hey, a tier list. He even, ha- he even had to remind me Christmas episode was next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, but just so you know, a Christmas episode's next week. He's like, no, I got stuff planned. Uh, this oh, is gonna have to be, be an on the fly one. So you are gonna have to let me know what movies you want to add, and then we'll do it. As okay. we go, like with the burger one, because I don't. <laughs> Finally, I don't have we have a, we have a tier list with that's proper S A B C D. Yes, Finally. this is what Malcolm asked for, and Very we're good. just gonna do a little shift command five to start the screen. Right Y'all have an idea for a Christmas topic? Isn't what? Crazy. I'm not gonna say it on the air. Perfect. I was thinking like best Christmas cookies. Mm. <laughs> Malcolm, where do we start with best Christmas movies? Oh, are you are you introducing them? Okay. Yeah. Anyone else could too. If I forget any, just let me know. But uh, let's start with Elf. Okay, oh, <laughs> just quickly before we rank this, uh, initial opinions on Elf, everybody. Here's the thing. We did discuss this. I think last that week. I think did that we? Elf is like. It's it's not popular for no reason. I think that like people like it for a reason. I think that it's also just kind of like ubiquitous with Christmas, and everyone just thinks of it as a movie itself. I don't think it's very good. Mm-hmm. Can I be completely upfront with you? Yeah. Mm. 
my personal experience isn't uh, i i know my personal experience is doesn't translate to everyone's experience but for me i only watched elf last year that was the first time i ever watched okay. it um so it's not like a movie to me where like i think christmas i think oh has to be elf Do we, are we ranking this as like because to me a movie could be like a good christmas movie but a kind of a shitty general movie you know what i'm saying I'm thinking on terms of both. Cause I'm thinking I'm putting it together. I'm thinking nostalgia. Like it's got the nostalgia a bit, but when I think movie wise, I'm like it's just a little bit better than Morbius. <laughs> it's a C for me. I don't. And that's generous. Yeah, I think that I would never go higher than a C or a B. The fact that um, I didn't say D is crazy, by the way, boys. <laughs> I think again, as a Christmas movie, it's better than it is as a movie movie. This is Even what I'm as saying. A Christmas movie is not great. Yeah, but no, but <laughs> even as a Christmas movie, as a Christmas movie, it's, it's like, like him trying to bang this girl. But to me, <laughs> to me, as a Christmas movie, and, and just how it, the popularity of it in the in the culture and shit, I think it would be like a B. Mm. But I, it as a movie is like a C, probably. I'm cool with C. I will toss out a D, but I know I'm uh, probably I'll, not. I'll meet okay. you at D. I think it's I was just gonna say I was gonna probably get outvoted, so I would bring it to C. No, but even even if, even if D. even if both of you were at D, we're at C and B, so I think C is gonna be where it lies anyway. Even if I said C, it's two C's, two D's. Why would it go down to two D's? Yeah, so, so really, where does that leave us? That's a good question. Um, coin flip. I think yeah. coin flip. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, but are we saying like we're saying it's D as a Christmas movie, or it's as a movie? D, like whole package. Because to me, it's like we gotta we gotta pick what we're doing: Christmas movies or just movies. I think, as I think movie. we consider all of it. Why not consider mm-hmm. all of it? If it's Christmas movie, I'll I'll just I'm sticking with C. Never mind. I'm sticking. With I'm, C. I'll stick with C as well. Okay. What's what? Uh, Tails is gonna be D. Wow. It's tails. Very okay. Good. So we're putting Ooh. it on the bottom. It's going to b- bother a lot of people, but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're not in the people-pleasing business, Mark. I guess so. If you're out there and you're upset about Elf being at the bottom right off the bat, get over it. Yeah, uh, get what's over next? It. What's next? <laughs> yeah, think, think off the top of your Let's head. Let's go Home Alone next. 1. Let's go Home Alone home, 1. Home Alone. Long. See, I know this is another one, right? Where to me... As a movie, it's not like a fucking like masterpiece or really really You're amazing right, as a movie. But it's a way it's a way, way better, better Christmas way better movie than Elf. So it's, the ratio. No, no. Also, it's it a higher. better movie than Elf. It's a better movie than Elf, and it's a better Christmas yeah. movie. But that being said, as a movie, it's not amazing. It's not, it's not an amazing movie. I'll put it at B. I'm putting it at A. Uh, I as was a, gonna toss out an A as well. As, as a Christmas movie, I'm going A as well. Suck on it, Malcolm. That's fine with me. <laughs> It's a great movie. You it's not a great movie. That. Ooh, wow. Okay. See, okay. I, I, I agree. Like Home Alone Two better. I agree. Home Alone Two is better. So okay, now we'll do that then. Oh, we're doing that next. Yeah, okay. Yeah. S. Seems that. that was the next logic. S, step. but S not even. But a you're balancing movie, movie and Christmas movie. You're saying it's S. Yeah. Because to me, the as thing a, is now nostalgia plays the biggest role for me. I there. cannot, in good conscience, put Home Alone Two above Home Alone One. So B. <laughs> I'm comfortable putting it on the same level. I'm comfortable as well. On the same level or S. I think you we're just all saying you liked it better. You I just said like it's that. better. I like it better. The thing is, if I say S, it's not going to change anything. Patrick, but I like Home Alone. If you say S, it's two S's. It will change. Is it? Something. Oh, then I'll stick with S. But here's yeah. the thing. I like. No, but then we got two A's and two S's. Yeah. Wait, and then we'll get B. No, he just said A. I don't know what are you saying. I'm going to go to B. He's okay, so then we're going to go. So it's going to stay at A then. Put it higher than Home Alone you Two. You go up. No, 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 no. We got we got a B. No, but we got an A. We got a B. Goes up to A, then we coin flip. Uh, do you want to go? F- I don't mind it's up to you. flipping on it. <laughs> okay, right. let's do it. Someone call. Okay, A will be S. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A is S? Wait, wait, wait. But we're... No, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I, I'm saying B, Mark said A, and you two are saying S. So, it has to so I'm saying be. meet in the middle at A, Yeah. or we'll flip for it, but if the flip goes my way, B. No. <laughs> I think it, I think we should balance it at A. I think it would, I think the, the list would look... I'm willing to take that... I That's feel fun. so strongly I'm willing to take that. That's wow. fine. He's taking That's it. Fine. All right. Call it. Uh, so 
A, I say A is S. A is S? What are you talking A's, about? A is S. Thanks ah, the Lord for damn, good. I don't I don't hate that. The coin don't I like lie. I like it better than the first the one. The coin don't lie, I'm just gonna say right now. Now that was right. what we call a wager, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go um a night movie before Christmas. <laughs> nightmare. Now here's the thing, boys. I think it's just nightmare before Christmas, not, not a name. Can, I, can I tell you the thing? It might just be nightmare. Who wants to know the thing? You haven't it's seen it. It's a nightmare. We don't care. Oh, you know the thing? Yeah, you mentioned this already. Oh, okay. It upsets me. All right. The Nightmare Before Christmas is an easy S for me. Easy S. Oh, wow. Okay, hold it's on. Hold on. I dude. haven't seen it, but it's like... It's incredible. It, I, I can't imagine it's an S. It's, it's <laughs> Even it's if you really think it's a it's B a or an A, it's three S's. D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next, Malcolm? That's a good question. I had a Christmas movies off the top of my head already. Actually, no. Let's go The Grinch live action. Oh, live live action Grinch. That's that's easily an A for me. That's a good one. That's um, a really good one. Yeah, it's not on the level of Home Alone two, but it's. I think it's. God, I'm willing. I can hear. Maddie, listen, like, listen. Maddie doesn't like it. I'm willing to have a conversation about B. Yeah, I was gonna toss out no higher than a B. My just for nostalgia and how much I personally like the movie, I'm gonna put it at an A. I'm putting it in an A. What's your favorite scene from that movie? What's your favorite scene from? The I Grinch? like that movie when I like the, I like the scene where they're carrying him in a in a. They're in a throne, and he's getting fed fudge. It's a funny one. <laughs> my and he's my like, favorite scene is when he's you know, he's going. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two A's. What are you, Patrick? What's my favorite scene? Um. <laughs> um so you you're A. You're A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're Maddie. Maddie, what are you? I'm B. I at think most. I'm B as well. Okay, then no, we're flipping another coin. <laughs> How much of this list is gonna be coin flipping? <laughs> Where's the right, coin? Where's the coin? Where's the coin? <laughs> All right, All right heads. Heads is a. Okay. Tails. Tails. Damn, B. <laughs> coin don't lie. All right. The that, next that, logical step. That doesn't step. look right there. It doesn't look right. No, that's okay though. That's fine. The OG uh, Grinch. Yes. The OG Grinch. No, I, the problem with that, I haven't seen that one in so long. Mm-hmm. It's a C. No, it's not. I'm not gonna lie to you, boys. I've never seen the OG Grinch. I'll put it. At, I'll put it at B. Even though I think the live action one is better. <sighs> I will refrain. I think from that. Putting input. I think that the live action one has more of a goofiness element to it, mm-hmm. and is a little bit w- more wacky. Um, and the original, based on what I remember, is like more heartwarming and shit. Mm-hmm. Based on what you were saying right now, I feel like it can't be above that Grinch. I think for it, me, it's an A. Oh wow. I think that. Mo- I think that a lot of people might put it as just as a movie, as as a better movie. Mm. I think that just for myself personally, for nostalgia, I can't put it higher. So I'm willing to I'm willing to put it like B, uh, but ab, like after that grin. If if that if the live action went to A, I'd be comfortable with putting it at the same level. I'm gonna go B on this one. So we got one A, one B. I'll go one A. Wow. I'll go one A. Okay, Patrick, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, I can't. I haven't seen it. I can't okay, so it. then we got two A's and a B. So we put an A then. All right. The branch. Let's go uh, National Lampoon's. I, I do feel comfortable with that because I think it's a better movie, <coughs> probably. Christmas time is here. Wait, wait, wait. Can you play the trailer for National Lampoon's real quick? No. Because I can't remember what it's about, but I've seen it. I it's can about... play it for you after. It's about nothing. Why can't you play it now? Because we don't need to do that. It's fine. For me, as a Christmas movie. But I can't remember what it's about. Yo, someone play me the trailer. I can't remember what it's about. 
Someone told me what it's about. They're hosting everyone's coming in the family. Over As the holidays there. approach, Clark Griswold uh, wants to have a perfect family Christmas, so he pesters his wife, Ellen, and children as he tries to make sure everything is in line, including the tree and house decorations. Oh. However, things go awry quickly. His uh, hick cousin, Eddie, and his family show up mm. unplanned and start living in their camper on the Griswold property. Even worse, Clark's employers, uh, what the fuck, something on the holiday bonus he needs. Oh, yeah, I remember that. To me, I just I think that because w- I That's feel like we movie. we watch it at Malcolm's house like pretty regularly, mm-hmm. like every Christmas, mm-hmm. and I think that it's just a, it's a fun movie. It's funny. It has a heartwarming aspect to it. I'm, I'm willing to put it an A. B, please. I'm an A as well. I'm an A. Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. Right, how many people here have seen? The Muppets version of Scrooge. I have, I have not. I have not. No? Okay, I we don't have to do it then. I'm so sorry. I know you mentioned that last week. That's okay. Um, Did we talk about Christmas movies last week? A little. We what about... Um, can you search for Christmas movies? Search for Christmas movies. Well, I was going to say, I got a few. Die Hard. Here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Die Hard. Let's do Die Hard. Oh, God. Gremlins. Gremlins. Jingle die Hard. Die Hard. It's right there. Jingle All the Way. Black right there, Christmas. Dude, I love A Christmas Carol. Have you guys all seen that one? Mm-hmm. I think so. But why don't we rank Die Hard next? Sure. Yeah, I guess. I think we all you know where it's going. You don't think it's a Christmas <laughs> movie, Matt? People say it is, but to me, it taking place at Christmas mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make it, make it, it, a, Christmas make it a Christmas Okay, movie. then let's leave it but out. I feel like the, it's, it's, it's accepted in the culture as a it Christmas is, but movie, sure. so we should rank it. All right, let's do it. Okay. We're fun. We're fun. We'll I hope wa- I hope our watch is like Die Hard. Here's the thing, for me, like that's a that's a great photo. <laughs> for me, like Maddie was saying, just because it takes to me, it takes place during Christmas. Wait, but but can it, you even rank it? You didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> it never to me, it never at any point felt like a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, gonna say B because I think it's a better movie than it is a Christmas movie. If this was like if we were just saying like action movies, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, Die Hard's iconic, sure, whatever. Okay. But as a Christmas movie, I'm like, it's mm. B at most. Okay. It's a D. If we're saying Christmas movie and that's the lens we're gonna judge that's, it on, that's I'm gonna I'm, say C. That's what I'm trying to weight it more as because to me, like, at no point did it feel like it's a Christmas movie. Like Maddie was just saying, it just takes place during Christmas. Yeah, but there's no like Christmas themes and shit. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna know. say B actually. It's a D. <sighs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet. I don't. Again, maybe I should give it another shot. But just based on memory and as a Christmas movie, I don't think it's a Christmas movie at all. Okay. It's not Christmas so and it's not a good movie. I'm gonna say it's a D for me. So we'll yeah. meet in the middle with a C because we got two Ds and two gotcha. Bs. I get, you know, fucking Hans Gruber there opens the elevator, the dead guy in the store. Ho, 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 ho. Now I have a machine gun. I get it. But like Christmas movie, come on. Uh, you gonna do a Christmas Carol? The the Jim Carrey animated one. But the problem is, I, well, have you guys even seen it? Who's I seen it? Yeah. Like a hundred years ago, but I don't remember being oh, like crazy about it. I remember that movie. To me, like, I, I love this movie. It's so see. wonderful for me. I'm going to I'm gonna personally put it in S. S. Oh, good For thing me. you're not. Good thing you're not getting that. Well, it's gonna be weighted. I'll give it an A. Okay. I would meet really you at good. a C, Patrick. C. And what do you got? I said C. I think so that we got it to an A. So we I got. I think that brings it to a B. I don't at think most. I can, No, because S is so strong. Wait, we got S A and what? S A and two Cs. S A and two Cs. That's hard. Um. Well, S. I think. No, it it's gotta to be A. I think it would have to be. It's a. gotta be A because we got one at the very top, one at A. I think just going up one doesn't make sense because we got two really high ones. And only one low one, or like two, two low ones. Okay, if you, if you guys if you guys were C and D, mm. and then it was S and A, then it would B would make sense because it's right in the middle. But to me, it, it has to go to A. 
Um, I would say it, it would go in front of the Grinch at the B level. It would go top of B. Are we ranking it like I didn't think we ranked it like that. Oh, we were doing that with sports when you weren't here. With Pablo's thing. My only case for it being at B as opposed to A, I guess, personally speaking, is I don't think it belongs in the same league as Home Alone, Grinch, or Christmas Vacation. I mean, to me, to me, just personally, that's why I put it as. I, I, I think I think maybe it should go top of B. I think that's where okay. I think that's where it belongs. I mean, I don't know how I don't know. There's no rule for weighting it S A two C's. Like we haven't really discussed that. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like S is such a it's a strong it's really strong and it kind of keeps it up there. Okay, so you're if saying I, bottom of A. I'm saying bottom of A. So yeah. it's the worst of all the A's. Here's the thing though. It Okay. I I'm willing to go down to an A if we want to just balance it at B then. Because I don't think it's like the best Christmas movie, Christmas movie ever. It's my personal probably favorite. But as a Christmas movie, so I don't what is think... Your favorite Christmas movie? What? So what is your favorite Christmas movie? I think it is my personal favorite, but to me it doesn't... I thought I thought uh, Nightmare was your favorite. Nightmare, well, that one's cool. I, think, I, I think Nightmare Before Christmas is a better movie, for example. Okay. I'm willing to put it at A, personally, then. So if you want to do... If we have two A's and two C's, then we can just go to B, I guess. Okay. Go, Mr. Christmas Camp. Uh, let's see. Frosty oh, the Snowman. Frosty Snowman. I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen it. If I did, it was probably when I was a little kid, so I don't remember. I'm gonna uh, bow out of this vote. It's a B. I'll give it a B. Easy A. What's your favorite scene from that movie? I don't remember. So then it goes to B because we got oh. two Bs. What's your favorite scene from that movie? Uh, when he dies and comes back to life. <laughs> <laughs> so can you search up Christmas movies for me and just see what else we got? You search up Christmas movies, a whole lot of shit ones are gonna come up. I'm like, what's right here right now? I mean, I still got off some the, some off the dome here. We got uh, what's it called? The Santa. Can we Claus. do the Arthur we one? Arthur Gremlins. Christmas? Never watched no. it. No. Uh, the problem is the rest of these we probably all haven't seen. Christmas yet. Story. We got the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh come on, the Rudolph. Yeah, the the stop motion. The claim. The I haven't seen this since I was a child. The, what kind was that? What's the? It's, it's just not a stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah, there we go. Oh. The old. Oh yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that an A. I'm gonna give that an A as well. It's I a think great it's movie. An a as well. Yeah, this is pretty like iconic. It is Christmas. Silver and gold, silver think, and gold. I think that most people, when they look at the list, they're gonna think that Home Alone two should be under one. Like they should flip yes. in location. And I think that people are gonna, are people our age at elf pissed at maybe, but I think people our age love the Jim Carrey Grinch. I think they're gonna have a problem with that. Mm. But you know, I love Jim Carrey Grinch. Me too. Wait, how did it end up down there? Oh, I said B, didn't I? And then I think Maddie said C or something. Mm. Crap. Charlie Brown Christmas. I've seen never it. seen it. Never seen it. Really, Patrick? Uh, I saw it when I was a kid, but damn. Sorry, I think Charlie I think Brown. this might be our list. I don't think there's anything else that's glaring, is there? Charlie Brown it's would be. There's gotta be some other stuff there's out there. Be, there's so many, bro. We I Brown honestly don't think there's that much. That's why Elf is shown so often. What about a Christmas Story. Anyone else? Never seen it. Oh, Christmas Polar, Express. <gasps> Polar Express. Polar Express. That, that's the last Polar biggie. Express. That's the last biggie. Now the problem with the Polar Express for me is that I haven't seen it in so long, so my my memory is a little bit skewed. I love it oh so god, much I as a kid. These images, man. Oh my god. On a board. Leaning towards S. I'm not. Wow. I. I'm gonna go okay. A. I'm I'm putting an S as my official answer. A. Fuck, that's a down to me. What? I, I'm. I think. <sighs> Polar Express. Mark's gonna be like hot take D. A. I'm gonna go A. Okay, right. I think Polar Express think is really fair. good. My it's only great. like. I just don't think it has a lot 
to it, if that makes any sense. Mm, like, no. I feel like it's kind of just like... doesn't make sense. Some of these other Christmas movies, I feel like there's a theme or a message. And there like, is a message Polar in Polar Express. Express. There's 100% a message. It has one, but I'm kind of just like... It's lame. You don't right, like the message. whatever. Like, I don't know. You don't like the message of Polar Express? I think that, no. it, I think that it has a very clear message, but maybe it's just not something that is like, you know, you know you're not, it doesn't resonate with you. Or you're not like, oh, that's great. Like, what is the message of Polar Express, I guess? I don't remember, but I think it's like... He, like, has the bell or something at the yeah. end, and then he sees Santa or some shit. I think the message is like... I I haven't seen it in so many years, but isn't it like is was part of the message like believing in it's something about believing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like probably. having like believing in Christmas and having that Christmas spirit. I guess mm-hmm. it's about Christmas spirit. Yeah, I think it's just about I having guess. Christmas spirit as opposed to being like cynical about it. Sure, I, I don't know. And to me, I'm just like I don't know, like the Grinch and the whole like you know, hey, like don't be grumpy, be good <laughs> to other people, and like you know, kind of share the love and like spread. Like I don't know. I just find that that's like oh, that's like a nice pause. Even what and kind I'm, of love should he share? Uh, the sexual one. Oh, wow. Um, Crazy. With all the who's in Whoville. Because I'm thinking of like even, you know. Who are G? <laughs> there you go. Like the old wow. animated one. That's some type where it's like the scene at the end where he like steals all their shit to like fuck with all the who's. Mm. And then they just come out and like are singing hand in hand and they're like happy as shit. And just that message of like him being like, but I took all their shit. Like why aren't they sad? And then the realization of like, oh, like. They just need each other. That's not what Christmas is about. Mm-hmm. Like it's about the human mm-hmm. element. Like it's to me, out, and then, you know, his heart grew three sizes away. Like to me, all that, I'm like, oh, what a sweet, nice message. Whereas the Polar Express, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Believe in Santa. Like, okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that's the list, no? Uh, what about Cat in the Hat? Charlie Brandt, not a Charlie <laughs> Brown is the, the only hat. one I could think of, but apparently that hasn't been seen. Muppets, nobody has seen. Apparently Christmas Story, nobody's seen. Wow. The Heat Miser and Ice Miser one, I would toss out there. I would toss out, what's it? A Wonderful Life, Miracle, whatever. It's a Wonderful so, Life. Wonderful life. life is another one, but I don't know if enough of us have seen I've that. I've seen that. I don't know. Um, I have not. Do you guys remember in the early 2000s, it would be on like Cartoon Network or Teletoon or one of the networks every year. It was like basically just a Christmas carol, like that story, but it was with Daffy Duck. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I know that. One. I love that yeah, one. Yeah, like Daffy was, was yeah. huge. Pull it up. And then, like, he was Has anyone by, seen like, uh, Mickey's Tuesday. Once Upon a no. Christmas? No. no. No one has seen that one. <laughs> Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, uh-huh, I love that one. That one's great. This one. And and Porky Pig works as his right hand man who like yes. wants time off for Christmas and stuff. That's and right. then Tweety and the Grandma were one of the ghosts. Uh, what's his face? Christmas past. Or Christmas future. Devil, right. There was one, and then. Yosemite mm. Sam, there was That's a great movie. Let's toss it in. I'm gonna put that at A. I love that movie. It's not enough room today, so let's go B. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go A. Yeah, I would be comfortable in an A too. We'll let's just put it at S, just because there's no room. We'll squeeze you in there next beside Polar Express. I honestly um, feel like is there, okay. Just as a surface level, when we're looking at this, is there anything we want to move around that we think is in, a, in absolutely in the wrong spot? I think Elf is absolutely in the right spot. I think Frosty's <laughs> a little low, but other than that, <laughs> man, Home can Alone move, too. Can you, I would why don't you say just move a wee bit high? Why don't you just move Home Alone one to the left a little bit? There's plenty of space, and you can shift the Daffy Duck one over. Just move everything over a little bit. Yeah, come on, why are you so incompetent? <laughs> there we, there go. we go. Plenty of space for Daffy. There we go. Mm. Yeah, fit. Nice and snug. I just feel like we're missing so many movies. I, we are too. I just, I just don't think that there are that many Christmas movies that are like... There's tons of them. Halloween, there's a lot of Halloween movies, I think. Uh, right for Christmas? Well, I think we're just... There are some more. I just think we're you missing them because like you guys have said, we haven't seen all of them. Like A Christmas Story... Uh, 
Wonderful Life, Charlie Brown Christmas. Like that's three more iconic Christmas movies. But what's mm-hmm. the other? There's another stop motion one. It's not Rudolph, but there's Klaus? another one. Is it with the penguins? It might be. Stop motion Xmas movies. There you go. Christmas movies. <clears throat> Jack Frost is a big one. Oh, it might be Santa Claus is coming to town. I think is I the one I'm thinking really of. Familiar. And the Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, They're I've both the that. same. That that Rudolph and Year Without a. Can you Santa go to? Can you Claus scroll down? Same. Can you scroll to the Jack Frost? What is that one? Uh oh yeah, this Jack Frost. You pull stop it up. Motion one two. This is another one. You go to the images. I just want to see what it looks like. Image. This old. Oh. Jack Frost. But then there was the newer Jack Frost the with the, the snowman. I've seen that one with Michael Keaton. Where he becomes a fucking I like snowman. that one. You know there's like a horror movie parody of this? Oh, God. <laughs> where it's like a guy becomes a snowman like in this, but then he like starts killing people. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure he bangs somebody with his carrot nose. Anyways. Oh, no. All right. On that I think that's note, kind of it. Uh, Christmas it. movie. So I guess there Woo-hoo. you go. Let's pop back one last time. There's your list. There it is. And Enjoy if you it. Uh, disagree with Elf's placement, Suck it. (laughs) What he said. Okay. Take a seat, Malcolm. So my topic is... I'm trying to figure out a way how to word it. But basically what I want the topic to be is the best songs in movies. Meaning like it could be just instrumental like the soundtrack... Or, or if the soundtrack has like a song song, but like this, a song that matches the movie's vibe really well or makes it so much more emotional in You're the scene. You're talking needle drops. You sure. I'm talking like, yeah, like the, this song complements the movie so fucking well. And it's just like, like an actual song or a song. Like either or. Specific. Okay. It I've could got, be instrumental. I've got one song and this is actually my number one listened to song this year that came up on my Apple Music. No way. It's called Time by Hans Zimmer. From in- oh. Inception. Inception. Okay. It's so good and it's so emotional it can mm. be so many more emotions than just sad but whenever mm. i think about it i just think about like the flashbacks that he has in the movie of his like of his like beautiful wife and then his wife dying now he's gonna miss her but he has to move on without mm. her oh it's so good i love that song so it's a great one by the way patrick had to go pick up his brother he'll be back that's right <laughs> so one for me i'll throw out gotta throw it out take my breath away yeah. Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Let's That's fucking an go. example of a to me a song that is so fucking awesome and fits the vibe of the movie so well. Just mm-hmm. like the romantic energy between them. Mm-hmm. Like I I love that song in that movie. Um I'll toss out for Top Gun 2 please. Danger Zone in the Banger. Because you got I feel like those like Take My Breath Away works with all the lovey dovey stuff mm-hmm. in that. And then Danger Zone with the Action. fucking planes. It's like let's yeah. go, baby. One I will throw out something in the way in the batman mm, yeah when yes. he's driving his motorcycle and he's like narrating talking about the shit he's the city's gone to shit and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the song's mm-hmm. playing in the background it just makes it so much more badass yeah i, I know matt song. reeves talked about that with pattinson's batman where it's like he's kind of like kurt cobain mm-hmm. where he's like all you know dark and like emotional mm-hmm. and fucked up and i think that song just fits so good batman so well i'll toss out i mean for batman and also dark knight the batman themes in those movies sure like dark knight's batman theme again Hans zimmer mm. fantastic and mm. uh giacchino's the batman theme the fucking dun, 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 they do bang, in, the, the, dun, in the new one as well dun, yeah. so fucking awesome. good uh in terms of needle drops, something like uh, Stuck in the <clears throat> Middle with You and Reservoir Dogs mm. sticks out to me when he's fucking 
I forget cutting which the guy's ear off. Yeah, but when he cuts like the cop guy's ear off, mm. and he's just like dancing around to mm. stuck in the middle with you, like that's such a comedic, darkly comedic scene mm. of him like dancing around to that yeah. song while he's like Ma- torturing um, this fucking guy. What's the guy's name? Michael Mann. Michael Mad- Madsen. Or is it Mads? Oh, it is Madsen. You're right. He was in Walking Dead season two. There's one. There's two songs that I want to bring up, but. <laughs> I don't really know how to... There's one that's like Italian, so I got to play it. I'll play it for like 10 seconds, but we can like cut it if you want. Sure. But one is a song that I love from Django Unchained. Mm. Now, this song is fantastic. It's during, I believe, the training montage when he's getting good with a gun, when Django's getting good with a gun. I'm going to play like 10 seconds of it or 30 seconds just for us, but we can cut it to like five seconds, for example. Sure. Westerns, baby. I love that song. I think it matches so well uh, in the movie. One other one I will throw out. What was I going to throw out? Oh, uh, By the Nature of Daylight, I believe it's called. I was going to say that too. That one is incredible. That one's in multiple movies, actually. It's in... The Arrival. It's in Arrival. And it's also in um, um, Shutter Island. I am unfamiliar, at least by name. I'm going to play it really quickly for you here. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I am familiar. I have heard this sad boy music. The f- the, the part when the violin kicks in is unbelievably beautiful. <laughs> this is when she's like playing with her her daughter who dies of cancer in the movie. God, how good was Arrival? God, incredible. Aliens, man, I tell you what. <laughs> that one's fantastic. In terms of well. like scores for movies, I think Needle Drops is <laughs> there's a ton, but I think for scores it's just like an unlimited question to me because mm. I think of like we have two options well, uh, yeah either someone moves their car or they let me use their car to get Kevin uh, what uh, the hell have you been doing for the past like five ten minutes um, eating a snack okay <laughs> minutes. it's been three minutes we're not we're still going to McDonald's though three minutes it's been like five minutes are we still going to are we still going to McDonald's though <laughs> okay. I just have a okay. Cool. I'm just saying the fact that it's taken you this long to realize you needed somebody to move their car All right, implies let's... you haven't left yet. <laughs> All right, let's get this figured out. Well, who's, who's behind you? Uh, well, there's. I can either take my dad's car or my my Great. car. Great. So it's either you or me. It's up to you. Malcolm, unfortunately, it's Mark's topic, so I would say you. You can move my car. <laughs> <laughs> And this, ladies and gentlemen, is how the sausage gets made. We're keeping this all in. <laughs> Just, take um, Just go take it. What was I saying? Movie scores. So I think of like some of the old stuff. I don't know why, but my mind gravitates to horror. So it's like I think of the Halloween main theme mm. or the Jaws main theme or the fucking... I the Shining? Lo- the beginning of The Shining, the fucking... Mm, 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 That's fucking fantastic. Awesome. Even something as subtle as like the thing mm. where it's like not a very prominent score it's like just the very simple the doom 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 i don't know what it is but it's just that playing over the beginning of that movie with the fucking dude I'm arctic so, it's I'm, like awesome i'm surprised it's taking you this long to mention joe's jaws jaws for sure the fucking iconic my boy john williams and then you want to talk about <coughs> music and score star wars mm. fucking the Indiana sunset Jones. the sunset scene yeah like oh my god Every single time I listen to the sunset theme of Luke staring at the twin mm. sons from A New Hope, tears in my eyes. One, one I really like from Star Wars is the the end credit, or like not the end credit scene, but the end scene from uh, Return of the Jedi, where they're mm. all dancing with the Ewoks. And oh yeah, I love that. Also, I've got another one from 
Spider-Man Through the Spider-Verse, the final across scene. Across the Spider-Verse? Yeah, sorry. Across mm. the Spider-Verse. The second one. That's the second one, right? Mm. Across is the second. Yes. Yeah. In Across the Spider-Verse, the end scene where Miles Morales gets kidnapped by his uncle in a different dimension, mm. he puts mm. on a record and it starts playing uh, Ain't No Love through the heart, in the heart of the city or something. Yes. Mm. It's, it's just... It just fits the theme of what's going on mm. so well. And mm. I, immediately, I, I just opened up Shazam in the mm-hmm. middle of the movie, mm-hmm. and I just tried to find When it. we watched it the first time in the theater, I didn't even think of it. But like a couple months ago when I was showing it to my mom and my aunt, like when she was up visiting, we were watching it. And when it happens at the end of the movie, yeah, when uh, his Uncle Aaron there turns on the record and the song starts playing, I was like, how the fuck did I not notice that the first time? And I like did the same thing. I like sat there like Shazamming it. And I was like, and add mm. that to the Spotify. One I have to throw out, and we can, if we're just kind of sticking with the whole like whole score, like mm. soundtrack. Interstellar has a fantastic soundtrack. I was going to get to that too. To me, it's like I've I personally believe that for myself, I didn't love the movie. I thought it was good. I had great moments and stuff, but people talk about it as if it's a masterpiece, and I, personally, I don't agree with that. But the the soundtrack to me is like one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Like, there's a song where they have different versions of it. They have an organ variation, mm-hmm. and they have a different one where it's like, it's like dun 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 dun. That's for me with Interstellar. It's and it might be the same song. I might be splitting these up in my head, but the song when they're on the planet where time works differently, when the wave comes at them, and the score like kicks in, mountains, insane. And it might be the same song or not, but it's also when they're on that planet. But when Hans Zimmer and Nolan and them talked about the soundtrack specifically. Is this one? I think so, because at some point it has the one. Someone's phone's vibrating, by the way. But that's, I think, yeah, it might be the same song. But the fact, too, that the song has, like, the clicking thing in it. Mm. And then when, like, Nolan and Zimmer talked about the movie, and they're like, yeah, every click is a year on Earth or whatever. Mm. And it's like, fuck, that's so cool. And that one. One one thing I really like that Marvel does, I really like when a movie starting and it's going through all, like, the comics and the letters and stuff. Mm. They always Mm. put, like, a super cool Mm. song on. And two of them that I really liked was from... I think it was from Infinity War. It might have been where they played uh, uh what's it called? I know I forget what the song is, but I know what you're talking about because it's it might are you thinking Dear Mr. Fantasy? They played Dear Mr. Fantasy. Was it Infinity War or Endgame? It's one of them where it like starts there's like a cold open and then when they're doing the title thing the music starts playing. It might be I don't Infinity remember War. which it one. Might be, but um Right, but I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna play about. that song in a second. And then <laughs> in Marvel's Eternals, mm. they played Time. Mm. At the beginning, yes. and it went so they well, just like the. Dun, 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 yes, mm. yeah, I think with the MCU, and I'm not the first person to say this, but it's frustrating because when they want to have specifically like for the score and hero themes, like the Avengers theme is so iconic and awesome, but a lot, it feels like, or even a lot of the like Doctor Strange music mm. with more of the like stringy kind of stuff is like so cool. But then there's so many other characters where it feels like they never like Iron Man, for example, had like. ACDC let's say but he never really had like his own theme I guess Cap does Cap kind of does which is good but they'll, then they'll, I have, the, about, they'll have like the trumpets like yes but then I think about some of the like and then people because they'll compare it to some of the DC stuff and it's like almost every version of Batman has his own theme and they're all fucking dope but then it's like even in the modern stuff where it's like Wonder Woman's theme I fucking 
Fucking awesome. Oh, that's, that's pretty dope. And too, again, yeah. Hans Zimmer, his Man of Steel theme mm. is so. Dude, fucking... Man of Man of Steel is so underrated. Da-da. Have you seen Man of Steel? Yeah, it's fantastic. Like his Man of Steel theme, the way it like builds in the scene they use it in the movie of him mm. like learning to fly when he's mm. just kind of fucking like jumping at first in the Arctic and then he finally takes off. Dude, we gotta we gotta so watch good. that movie again. I was I watched on Instagram. There was like a scene that suggested to me was like when he's working as a waiter mm-hmm. and oh, the guy like good. sprays beer in his mm-hmm. face and he's like super calm and collected and the lady's like, honey, it's not worth it or whatever. And then the guy goes out to his truck and there's like seven All trees through it. Yeah, like logs. It's it. yeah. yeah, I have, I mean, a lot of issues with a lot of the DC stuff, but Man of Steel is one that like- something special about it. I like it and thinking about it just makes me more excited for James Gunn's thing where I'm mm. like, I really- believe that he will just, just knock makes, superman out of the park it just makes me sad that it's not henry Cavill because i think he's, a, he's there is incredible that. yeah he has the look yeah he's a great actor mm-hmm. i don't know it's also great. we we mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. we can't wrap up this topic without talking about guardians of the galaxy and how incredible those movies are oh, yeah soundtracks. needle it's drops it's just yeah, it's song fantastic. after song after song and Bangers. so many of them i've struggled to find ones that i would feel are placed or used incorrectly mm. like it's so much where it's just I don't know. It's like creep in the beginning of the third one. You mm. nailed it. Father and son at the end of two. When spoiler, love alert, it. Yondu dies. You nailed it. Come and get your love in the beginning of the first one. So when Star Lord dancing mm. around like an idiot. You nailed it. Like mm. it's just so much of it works so well. Mm. Um, and that's I think a James Gunn ism because even in like the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. So good. Some of the music like when Harley's escaping from oh the my god place and it's oh. just a gigolo playing. Dude, I love it's that like song. so good. Dude, have you guys heard? My favorite song from that movie in terms of just an instrumental is called Ratism. And they're all just fighting together and like, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think it's when she calls the rats in or whatever yeah. at the end. Suicide Squad. Good that movie's movie. uh, fantastic. Jimmy Gunn. So I good. believe in you, man. So I have all the faith in the world. Um, well, I don't know how much longer we want to go here, but I will toss out. Mm-hmm. And this is probably going to be the first of at least one more time I talk about this on the podcast because it's going to factor right into a topic one day. Uh, I don't really cry at things. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the therapy topic one day. Uh, but like my dad, who always talks about Rocky Two is the one movie that makes him cry every mm. time he watches it when he wins at the end and his face looks like a fucking beat up ham and the music kicks in. Oh, the Rocky thing, dude. Oh, on the Patrick's never heard. So, yeah, the one never heard of it. What's that? But uh, and then he's like, you know, you Adrian, I did it. Mm. Always makes my dad cry. Uh, for me, that movie is. Godzilla versus Destroya. Mm. Now, this was the last film in the second run of Godzilla films. Uh, and at the end, during the movie, this is when the very first time you can kind of see it in the little thumbnail down there, where he's like glowing orange in some parts. And the idea in the movie at the beginning when he shows up is they're like, hey, Godzilla, the radioactive monster, is basically starting to melt down. Mm. And when he does, he's going to explode and kill the world. <laughs> uh, so he fights this other monster, Destroya, who's awesome in the movie. Um, and then at the end, after he beats him, starts to basically melt down. Mm. And so the only thing that like the humans can do with their like fancy ship in the movie is they basically like freeze him mm. so that he's cool enough so that when he melts down, it won't... Mm blow up and it's seeing my childhood hero mm. die combined with this just really pretty song mm. which i will play some of for you now mm. that it's one of, it's like my dad where i watch it and i have like mm. the single tear 
pouring out of each mm. eye where I'm like, this is, and it's so stupid. It's <laughs> fucking Godzilla. It's so mm. dumb. Why does it get me emotional? But it just does. So bear with me a moment, everybody. Oh, that's pretty cool. This is like the end of the movie? Yeah. But it's just that fucking song and the shit just singing, and it's like even now it gives me chills. I it's I don't know what it does, but it does something to my body. I'm gonna, like music should. Of course, I'm gonna bring up one more real quick. Please, Grand Budapest Hotel has a great soundtrack to me. Mm. This is a, a great theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love this theme. I like this one as well. Like the the slow one where it's like yes, this one's a really emotional scene where. Where Zero is telling him about him being an immigrant and coming from uh, a war-torn country, and how he's like trying his best. And it's like a really emotional scene where Gustav like apologizes to him because he kind of lays into him for being, you know, sloppy and forgetting stuff. And he's like, "Oh, like if, if this is how you you guys do it in your country, like that." He kind of like is an asshole to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really sweet scene. Um, this one's cool too. Wes Anderson's movies are another one where I don't think of them as having any specific needle drops and even if you ask really. me to like hum songs from Dude. his movies i probably couldn't fantastic mr fox uses the beach boys i believe fantastic yeah. mr fox uses I, wait fantastic it rings a bell i don't a but bit. that's the thing i don't even remember that so it's like i don't think the music in his movies never stands out necessarily to me as like anything spectacular mm. yet when i'm watching it it is it's just yeah. i don't it doesn't like spring to mind it just compliments movies, it so well but it's like if you sit down and watch you're like oh mm. this is like perfect like this this is this is from the original soundtrack for fantastic mr fox yes this is this is uh heroes and villains by the beach boys and if patrick were here he'd say so overrated so yeah. this is when they're running around like yeah. raiding the different farms and stuff patrick were here he'd say overrated also uh we never really talked about the spotify wrapped happened mm. and everyone's posting about it mm-hmm. um, always drives me nuts <laughs> but for me Number two artists for for the, my years are the Beach Boys. Wow, so, wow. number two, really? yeah. That's number crazy. number one was uh, the Weekend. Mm. Number two, the Beach Boys. Number three was like Oliver Tree. Number four, for some reason, I had Metro Boomin. I'm not sure why. I think it's because at work I'd play that uh, Heroes and Villains sound, um, album. He's on so many, so many. Things. Yeah, and then number five was uh, Kanye for me. Mm. What do you do? You, what did you guys have on there? I'm curious to know what you guys had. I forget. Probably Pink Floyd. I had like there. my top five. I think it was like Gorillas, Radiohead probably pink floyd and then like one or two other things mm. on there i forget men i trust but i think gorillas was my number one mm. if memory serves radiohead was maybe third i don't know spotify wrapped ladies and gentlemen speaking okay. of wrapped let's wrap up this topic wait let me finish oh wait he's got to finish hey, what was this thing what was this thing oh um <coughs> what was i gonna say though yeah music and movies it uh PB and J. I think that people don't realize how important the music is because you just don't think most people don't think about it if you're just a casual moviegoer. But to me, it's like if you pull like songs and and music out of movies, it just makes it so so much less exciting and interesting and sad and whatever the emotion is. It just like heightens it by so much. Okay. Um, my top artist was Kendrick Lamar. Oh, oh yeah, Kendrick Um, was up there for me too. The other, and then it was Weekend Drake. I don't know why Drake was there. I don't mm. listen to him much. Then Led Zeppelin. Mm. And then my top song was, like I said, Time by Hans Zimmer. And then mm. the second was The Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald. Who's that? 
uh, Gordon Lightfoot, mm. some, uh. some Toronto boy. Uh, and then third was Eyes Without a Face. Oh, Billy Idol. Yeah. Love that song. I think my let me see my top my top song is Oops. Bill. Bill's. Yeah, we can cu- we can cut this out. But Bill, um, Bill, Bill, Bill. My top song was Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Mm. Wow. Um, the second was a, a song from a Stranger the Sang- Stranger Things soundtrack. I was I really liked. Have you guys heard of the the first lie? Sounds You'll probably recognize familiar. this if you if you've watched the show. Oh yes, 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 yes. From I just the love soundtrack. the way this sounds. Yeah. Stranger Things is another one with great score, good use of license stuff too, but great mm. score. I mean that main theme, the fucking banger, instantly iconic. Anyways, that's it. What's some of your favorite music, you fucking heathens? Let us know. <laughs> Um, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, Patrick's still doing things. For my topic, um, I guess we'll take it one way, but if you guys don't really have anything to say with it, then we'll stick with it a different way. Uh, but I guess the best way to describe my topic is wish fulfillment. Um, and this could go a million different ways. Mm. For example, like an example of, you know, wish fulfillment was like getting into college, Mm. studying when I wanted to study. You're saying just like goals, I guess. Not so much goals because it's things that you kind of like wished for and hoped for that like that's one example of something you actively do to achieve but it's also sometimes things that are also out of your control that you hope are going to happen and they do so my example and the one i really wanted to get into um is way back on episode three of the show Hmm. uh i did a little topic called animation episode three Mm -hmm. i know many moons ago (laughs) and what i talked about in part on that topic and what i've talked about a lot over the years is my desire for animation to be taken more seriously in the west and for more adult oriented animation animation not like the simpsons and family guy but mm-hmm. you know using animation to tell like serious or like impactful stories and all mm-hmm. this uh and that wish has finally been fulfilled as of late um i just finished watching scott pilgrim takes off mm-hmm. on netflix which for everybody out there is fantastic and what's neat about it is a not only the fact that they got the entire cast back from the movie but without spoiling things i thought it was just going to be like the movie a sort of one-to-one adaptation of the comic they changed the plot style and everything but it's basically again without spoiling things the first episode if you've seen the movie or read the comic is like beat for beat up until when he fights matthew patel Mm. at the sex bomb concert um but from then on, the last seven episodes, it's all the same characters and all this stuff, but it's kind of just like a remixed version mm. of Scott Pilgrim. Do you like the remix more than the original plot? I think I like the original plot better, mm. I guess, but it's just cool that they took it and got everybody back and were mm. like, hey, instead of doing you know, the same story, we're just going to kind of like slice it all up and remix it a little bit and just kind of like have a different take on it mm. um and they gave a lot of characters specifically all the evil exes kind of like more time to shine mm. and like they get into some of them Dude, a little chris more. evans is so good he's so and he's still so funny mm. as him he doesn't do the line that i was praying for <laughs> that's hilarious when he's, just, yeah, when he's just on his phone <laughs> checks it <laughs> that's actually hilarious yeah and you never see what yeah, he's I looking love that at shit. such a good joke um that's actually hilarious <laughs> but so the 
cartoon is just fantastic and the animation mm. what i didn't realize going into it was that it was animated by like a japanese mm. production house so in a lot of ways it's kind of just an anime like and there is a japanese dub for it and whatever but a lot of the like some of the like and even i know people make fun of this in anime and even in the game like final fantasy 7 where they make fun of like you know the anime moans mm. or whatever mm. where like if somebody like does something uh-huh. in a scene and then it cuts to the characters and they're all like huh mm. there is that so like it definitely mm. has that anime influence but it's also funny hearing like fucking brie larson and mm. chris evans doing the like anime like huh like when mm. something happens or whatever um so that added flair to it fantastic i have watched the first two episodes of a little show also on netflix called blue eye samurai mm. this show is fucking awesome it's mm. Ghost of Tsushima, the show, practically. Mm. It's like 1600s Japan. So far, it's in the winter, so it's like it's all snow-covered. I've never heard of this before. I thought you had told me about Blue Eyes Samurai. Was that, was that the one who sent you something about it? I think you Maybe were. I just forgot the name of it. It's like a CG samurai show on Netflix. Oh. And normally, CG animation compared to like 2D stuff, I'm not crazy about. Here it works. It's awesome. Are there titties in it? Yes. Let's go. But <laughs> it's like violent as shit, too. Like it's got all this blood and whatever and just kick ass of the main samurai just running around like chopping people's heads off and shit mm. it's nope. fucking awesome so blue eye samurai 2 um there was something else oh i have not watched it yet but there's a show i don't know here if it's available on anything so i might have to do the old illegal way of watching it but mm. there's a show that just came out called scavengers rain mm. on in the states it's on the hbo max um, it is a Must sci-fi. Crave, then, no? That's what I thought, but I don't know if it is. Let's search it up. Um, it is a sci-fi series, which already sci-fi. It's like these people on like another planet. Whatever. I'm interested. The way people are talking about it, maybe it's hyperbolic, but people have been saying literally, legitimately, like, yeah, you've got 2001: A Space Odyssey, Blade Runner, this. Jesus. Like people are putting it. What's in it called? That it called? Ca- Scavengers Rain. Right. Hello. Here he is. Uh, and uh, the fucking Rotten Tomatoes and all the like scores for it and everything were insane too. So Patrick's back. So that's I what I want here. to get to. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on focus. Crave. Uh, oh uh, yeah, Crave. Uh, uh, whose topic are we on? Maddie's. What are we talking Rain. about? Animated Wish series. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eight eight on IMDb. Um. But it's just this, it's got this like cool, not mm. cell shaded, but it is more of like a 2D that's it? Is that animation thing. Blue Eye Samurai one? No, this is the Scavenger's Reign, the sci-fi one that I want to see. That looks cool. Blue Eyes. That looks cool. Samurai. Blue Eyes, Samurai. I mean, it's just fucking. Oh, yeah, I did send you that. It's just fucking Samurai's. That looks really cool. That's on Netflix, you said? Yes. And so far, oh. it's only the one season. It's like eight or it might be 10 episodes, I think. Um. It's got a good cast too. There's like some Randall Park and. Can we watch the trailer just for us? Sure. Um, it's at the bottom there. Uh, like, go back to the image. Go, uh, go, go that Google. Google image. Yeah, yeah. It's just right there. The official trailer, isn't it? On Rolling Stone, official trailer. Oh, you had no, you had it before. Like back to what, that image, that right down there. Oh, this Netflix one. <coughs> I think that's the official trailer. Is it this? Will this work? Oh, Netflix. Pulls up Netflix. Uh, I'll just pull it up here. But anyways, Patrick, my topic here is about wish fulfillment and i said you know an example could be like getting into college 
and studying what I wanted. <laughs> that was an example of wish fulfillment. But I also am referencing what I've been talking about the past few minutes here, and I'll pass it to you guys, is how forever ago I mentioned, you know, I wish animation was taken more seriously and we got more adult stuff. Not like inappropriate, like, you, fart? you know, sex jokes, but like mature stuff. Mm-hmm. And the examples is Scott Pilgrim, the cartoon that just came out on Netflix. Apparently it's, it's like fantastic. a remix, basically, of the original story. Fantastic. is Blue Eyes Samurai. I'm only like two episodes in. Fantastic. And that other show, Scavenger's Reign, is like a sci-fi show. So you're getting your wish is what you're saying. I'm getting my wish. Oh, that wow. is my wish fulfillment is I'm finally getting like good, high quality animation that again, does Blue Eyes Samurai have titties? Yes, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, and even the violence, that's not what I'm talking I'm talking about just like being serious. Serious, mature, adult, like not really for kids. Scott Pilgrim, arguably sure if you wanted to show it to a kid, you could, I guess, because mm-hmm. um, it's very pretty and like flashy animation. But even the way people talk about Scavenger's Reign where it's like, it's not an action show. It's just this like sci-fi thriller kind of thing that is supposedly fantastic. And when I'm done, Blue Eye Samurai will be my next uh, mm-hmm. journey here. Did you want to watch this now real quick? We don't have to. It's okay. So We'll get wish- back to it after. So wish, wish fulfillment. fulfillment. Again, it could be something more serious, like getting into a school example, uh, or it could be more something, like I was saying, it doesn't have to be something you actively like worked for. Mm-hmm. I didn't work for more animation that I want. It just finally happened. So it's a wish that was fulfilled for me personally. I leave mm, it to you. I mean, guys. for getting into school is a prayer for me, and that's not really other wish. It's like on my hands and knees here. But it's beg. It's beg. There's wishes that also haven't come true. Yet. I'll, I'll you can throw get on, into that too. I don't know if this counts, but to me, it's like I've always loved. I've always wished for you know the day where I'm like I have my own place. Mm. Like that to me is like such a huge life goal and, and and wish that I have that I've always wanted. I don't know if that counts. Um, I think so. But there's that. There's also like. You know, making like I guess being fully in my career, like working full time, that's a wish fulfillment thing. Sure. I don't know if that counts. That's a one for me personally that mm. hasn't happened yet, but Same. that is like this wishful thing. Like I'm not like, I'm not full time teacher, you know, in, you so know? like that's I wanna start that. Yeah. So that's 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 another thing for me. Yeah, like some of them don't have to be have come true yet, you know. Like it can be things that are ah oh, uh, oh my goodness. It can be wishes that, you know, they're still wishes. They haven't been fulfilled yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it can be as serious as like what Mark's saying, or it can be as simple as like a movie you were really looking forward to mm-hmm. turned out fucking awesome. You know, like well, it, there's yeah. a million ways we can take this. This isn't really a wish, mm. more of a hope mm. of like, I kind of, I guess, envision um, like, I, I know we're not going to be like, as close as we are now forever but like i kind of have like you know a vision of like our family still being like close kind of thing and like and we do a white idea the idea no no the idea of like maybe going on like cottage vacations or like you know what i'm saying and we're still like and in each other's lives together you know i mean and the kids can play together or whatever i mean i don't know if i'm gonna have kids but that's sort of my hope i don't know if that's a wish but that's sure. like something i've but been thinking about but to me that's something that we could all like i'm um, obviously it's hard because life gets in the way and who knows what the yeah. fuck's gonna happen but i think it's something that we can all like i'm not saying it doesn't count i'm just saying yeah. like to that point i feel like it's something that we could achieve mm-hmm. i think so so I mean, depending on where we all go in a similar vein to that i think and this is gonna sound maybe sad sad is in like people are going to be like what a fucking loser matt but like i guess 
a wish fulfillment thing that has been fulfilled would be like Varsha. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like as somebody who for the longest time couldn't attract a girl to save his life, <laughs> could barely talk to one if he had a gun to his head. Like as somebody who just was like a late bloomer in that kind of sense and just like didn't really start dating at all till college and all that shit. Thinking, having that being a thing for the longest time of like, I just wish I had, you know, somebody. And then finally having her now, mm-hmm. that is like, a, and like, how wonderful and lovely she is. That is a thing of like, I'm glad that's finally, you know, happened. that part of my life has happened, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, on a more yeah, serious yeah. wish sure. fulfillment note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, with, I mean, I'm with you on that On one. a more lighthearted wish note, I want to play Spider-Man 2 so badly. <laughs> I want to play that game so bad. Who's I, played it here? Maddie. Rate it. Uh, I mean, it's definitely the best of the three they've done. Oh, I haven't played Miles Morales. That's why. You, it's think it's than, you think it's better than 2018? It's better than 2016? 2018. Yeah, it's the best of the three for sure. It's 2016. 2018. The only thing I think Might that... Switch it up. Switch up one of the Spider-Man... Oh, it's 2018. Okay. There you go. The, Damn. Because that was God of War and Red Dead 2. Un- what a fucking The year. best year of video games... In- uh, <laughs> this year's getting pretty close to that too. Really? But, um, With what? Well, this Wake year it was like Baldur's Gate 3, Zelda, I mean, Alan don't give a shit about Baldur's Gate. Not personally, but just like objectively speaking, uh, like when people say like critical greatest years ever, stuff. like 2023 mm. will for sure go down as mm. like Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 2's biggest problem, there's like a couple minor story complaints. Mm-hmm. And they also make you play as Mary Jane again, which is annoying. They give her like basically a pistol to like try and like. Why are you spoil? Why, why did you it feel the need to spoil things? She has a gun. Uh, there's only <laughs> one time in the whole game you play as MJ where I think it actually works, and it's actually like one of the best parts of the game to me. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it's kind of whack. And there's a couple minor story things, but other Can than you that, play as Venom. Hmm? Can you play as like Venom? Venom, not like Black Suit Spider Man. Refuse to comment. Good. <laughs> um, Good. I'm glad you said Venom. That. But. Other than that, like in every other way, I think it's better than... 9 out of 10? Oh my god, I'm so glad 9 out of 10? I would say maybe like an 8.5. I don't know if I... So what was the 2018 one then? Like an 8. The the 2018 one's a 9 to me. Hmm. So that's kind of... They're like top tier shit. It's just like, you know... You know what I don't like seeing? What I don't like... I don't like what... um, Things I've seen about the second one, I've seen some clips where you're swinging around in the new Spider-Man game and people are like, you're swinging around super fast. Mm-hmm. Like you're swinging almost like you're flying like Superman, like, oh, like, 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 like zooming. So you'll swing and you'll flip and you'll like launch yourself so fast and you'll cover so much distance and you'll do flips and do all this crazy shit. And to me, it, I don't like the way that looks. I, I like how 2018 was so grounded where you, you feel the weight to it and you like, you know. And two I, but, but still two has seasons. that. It's just very clearly like, hey, we're on PS5 now. Because if you put footage side by side of just like, Peter swinging through Times mm. Square in 2018 and swinging through Times Square. Not even using the like web wings to like mm. glide around, which you can do, which that is probably like the fastest you can get. But just purely swinging, holy shit, it's like you're a fucking bullet on a web. Like, I it's, just don't like how fast it looks. Can you slow it down or no? I guess. Well, the one thing that they added to this one is that technically you can turn like swing assist off. Mm. So if you like, but then it forces you like to genuinely control like where the. Where he goes, like where he's yeah, like it's a lot more involved. Whereas like the standard setting is just like you hold R two, it goes, and as long as you're pushing forward on the stick, yeah. like you're good. And you know, depending on when you like let go and all that can like affect stuff. Mm. You can turn swing assist like all the way off, and then it's like a 
Like mission. it's way more like physics oriented and like oh how you're God. actually like. I kind of want to try that. Some people have like played the whole way like that, and they like having what? like the like crazy Damn. control. They also added fall damage. You can turn it off, but like so if you just fall from like a really high building, or whatever, you just fucking splats on the die. ground and yeah, dies. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. What I've was, seen that. What was Malcolm's wish? I don't even talk. I haven't even said anything. Yet. Oh, yeah. or what do you wish, have? A wish? Do you have any wishes that were fulfilled? Uh, do I have a wish that was fulfilled? Again, serious or light. Why have a wish that's been fulfilled? Recently, no, not really. What about in general? I wish it's been fulfilled in or, general. Or, or wish that you have. Um, or sure, things that haven't been fulfilled yet. Yeah. I would like to play on a League One team. That is one of my wishes. Oh, wow. I'd like okay. to play on a League One team. Yeah, yeah. League that's of Legends. One of my Can you explain to what League One is? <laughs> League One is just the... Get closer to the mic. League One is the semi-pro division of soccer in mm. like Ontario and mm. Canada, and yeah. really, I it's really, really, really now. wish to it's play really there bad. really bad. Mm. I think a a wish fulfillment thing for me is like getting like pretty muscular mm. in terms of like having like a really strong upper body. Like to me, it's I'm really proud of the progress I've made so far. But a wish fulfillment thing to me is like having that my kind of like ideal body. Mm. like like wanting to and to me it's like i don't necessarily care about like having a super low body fat percentage or having like a six pack or any of that shit i just want to be like proportionally i want to have like a good shape to me mm-hmm. i like that kind of like that angled down yeah. look so that's a, that's a thing for me like i've been working on it and I'm, I'm making progress but i'm not anywhere near what i want to be at the end so that's like a wish fulfillment thing i guess you know what mm. a wish that's been fulfilled for me i think like last year, one of my working out wishes mm. was to be able to hit two plates and I was trying so mm. hard to hit it and I finally hit it and now mm. I, I just feel so comfortable hitting it for like two or three reps and mm. it, just feels, it feels so good to be mm. able to do that now. Yeah. Wish fulfillment. Baby. I can't believe I can't think of one that's uh, fulfilled. A wish that's been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You got a car. Chocolate milk? I mean, that was never really a wish. Mm. <laughs> chocolate milk? I love chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. You can fulfill that wish later. Okay. <laughs> Whenever, <laughs> wherever, relaxed room. Oh my god. wish all the time. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll I echo. We I'll, can wrap up as we get out of this if yeah. we want. I mean, I'll I'll echo what Maddie was saying about you know, being being in a relationship with someone who I, I love a lot, and so that's something that to me is always, like like Maddie, I was also a late bloomer, and, and I didn't even really be wasn't a, I didn't get into relationships until I was also in, in university. The only whore at this table. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. <laughs> So to me, it's I'm like kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. You know, you know. It's like there are so many moments where even when we were like all in single on high school or early college or university, we were just like playing video games all the time. And like, oh god, we're always we're, we're able to hang out twenty four seven. And even in those moments, I'm sure everyone felt like you, you can hang out and talk with your friends as much as you want. But there's always st- still going to be a feeling of like you don't have that deep romantic connection with somebody. And it's like Maddie was saying in terms of like you know having that person. Mm. So I think that's something that was a wish that's fulfilled for me. For sure. I mean, it's definitely interesting. I mean, this is coming from someone who I guess hasn't had the deepest romantic connection with somebody. So I guess what I'm about to say is probably not as valid, but I don't know. I feel like, uh, of course, like it's like, that's your person kind of thing, but like, it's not like it's a far off disconnect between no. like, I think you guys and I'm just thinking like, the strongest romantic connection I've had. For You're example. talking about in terms of value. And not in terms of uh, like in terms of value, but I'm not talking about in terms of value. I'm talking about in terms of like closeness and like For sure. But to me to me, 
uh, maybe it's because it's like a societal construct or whatever. Yeah. But to me, the idea of having, you know, and also I think that there's a certain level of closeness that you don't have with your friends that you do with a significant other. Mm, for sure. There's like a. You're I, saying like getting completely naked. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm talking about like, it wouldn't be, it would be okay, but it's not, it wouldn't be normal or socially acceptable for us to like, for me to call you guys every day and like vent about my problems every single day. Like it it's not crazy, but I like, yeah, I guess. But to me, it's like there's, I feel like society designates your your significant other mm-hmm. for like, you talk every day for long periods of time. You hang out every day. You, I don't know. There's more of a, a there's more of a pressure, I guess. That I don't know. I just feel like there's, a clo- that's the expectation. There's an emotional closeness that you have with a significant other that you don't necessarily have with even your closest friends. Sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think a part of it is because of the physical aspect too. Like that, that's something that you can't detach from. Like because of that you're closer you're closest to this person than you are to anyone else mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, yeah I don't know. Wish fulfillment uh the last one i'll just toss out there similar to like wanting to get into you know the film industry and all that stuff and start the old career that's definitely a wish that's like on the docket but i also think specifically um with the idea of like you know writing and wanting to make comic books and all that stuff that's definitely another one that's up there of like <laughs> Would love to check that off the box. I have been trying. I've been better as of late. I mean, I know we talked about last week when I brought up the whole time thing, but like I have been writing more. Mm. I've got a couple drafts of some scripts and stuff mm. under my belt. Um, mm. So I am slowly but surely trying to get that ball rolling and take a swing at things. But um, yeah, anyways, this whole thing was just brought on by the animation thing. Mm. Right. First, I was kind of thinking that was going to be my topic, do like a sort of follow-up i mentioned how episode three was when i first brought up animation many moons mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. um but then i was thinking about it and i was like well i don't really know if everybody's gonna like care that much about just animation but then i was thinking about it more in the like wish fulfillment sense of like i've been longing for this for so fucking long mm. and then to finally have it like start to pay off of just like within a, a month basically all three of these shows have come out back to back to back of fucking scott pilgrim and blue eye samurai and scavengers yeah. the other one i didn't mention is uh that uh far cry show that also came out on netflix because if you remember for far cry 3 they did that blood dragon dlc yes where it was like an 80s like, i was gonna play that. cyberpunk mm-hmm. action kind of thing they have a show now mm. like a cartoon set in that world mm. like it's called i think it's ca- I, f- I think it's called like captain Laserhawk. Mm. but then it's like you know a blood dragon story That's or awesome. series or whatever mm-hmm. and that is also supposed to be good so mm. probably after Wonderful. scavengers reign and blue all samurai blue eye samurai i'll get to that but anyways thank you talented animators uh and people out there making things that have fulfilled my wishes wishes fuck that <laughs> fucked it up anyways <laughs> moving on <clears throat> okay so it's actually it's actually interesting that that was your topic this week because I feel mm. like mine is quite similar. Mm. It's not the One same second. pretext, but it's not the same pretext. But I, I guess it could go in a really similar direction. Maybe we'll cut it. I don't know. But sort of what I wanted to get into um, is along the lines of the future, and I feel like we haven't. You know, I feel like I've just been like really disconnected from everyone as of late um what do you mean just like i'm in my own world like doing my own thing kind of thing um so what i want to talk about is 
sort of our respective paths and where we're going mm. and just I'd like to do talking that. Talking about that. Yeah. yeah. So whoever wants to start, they can go ahead and mm. I can start. Like I'm talking. Yeah. I'm, I'm more <laughs> so like thinking I about I could start and then you can and then Patrick can correct me and then you can see how it goes. Sure. But I guess like you're just talking about life path in general. right? Yeah. So to me, it's like I'm in teacher's college. <clears throat> I'm one semester down. It's a four semester program. Mm-hmm. What's your experience in teacher's college so far? My experience is that I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like there's a lot of good exposure that I'm getting in terms of like creating many lesson plans, getting comfortable doing that. Yeah. Getting comfortable talking in front of a classroom. Like in my in my placement I'm with an elementary school and I'm with like grades two, three, four, five. Um, and I get to like, you know, lead certain discussions or do a little greeting group with them and stuff. So I'm gaining experience experience is really helpful and getting more comfortable public speaking, I guess. Okay. Um, that's been really helpful. A lot of the course material to me has seemed like a lot of it has seemed like filler or, or kind of like, um, I think it could easily be a one year program as it was for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back in 2015 or 2016, they made it a two year program, mm-hmm. I guess to limit the amount of people that were entering cause they were having too many applicants into teachers college. I think that's what I've heard is the oh. main reason. But yeah, I feel like I there's... I think that's a post-secondary problem generally is that because they're yeah. taking your money, they sort of uh, drag it on a little yeah, longer than that, it needs that, to be. That's probably the main reason is like you get double... They, they get to do four semesters sure, instead of two. Sure, it the same fucking thing with like our film program easily could have been three years, but, but it's like, four. let's make it four and mm. make you take a bunch of electives yep. that you don't need to take for no reason. Oh, yeah. but the mm. horror movie course for you film students... Mm. You can't take that one. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I feel like a lot of the courses that I'm taking are I don't know what to say, but it's there some of the courses to me aren't effective at making me a better teacher. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not learning that much mm-hmm. in some of my courses. But what anyway. Would you, what would you say to someone who wants to become a teacher and like like what what's something that what's something that you think you should have done before teachers college that you were realizing or if there is anything? Um, not really. I mean, something I have done that I'm glad I did and I yeah. would tell other people is like whether, whether, whatever subject you choose to teach, start compiling shit that are like resources that you would use in the classroom from like way early on. That's a good idea. Because I think like from university, I would like, just for myself, because I was in, in a biology program, I would save so many like diagrams and images and videos that really, really helped me. So now I have like a folder of like a bunch of shit that I'm going to like show my students to be like, this is going to really help you understand this concept or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or this is a really good, easy, simple diagram for you to understand this this whole step-by-step process. So I think compiling shit is really important. Um, I think at some point, for me, it happened really late, like pr- relatively recently. I think like having a strong like teaching philosophy, I guess, having like an idea of what, what kind of teacher you want to be, um, I think that's really important too because that's going to like guide you. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't really have an idea of why you're in teaching or why you want to or what kind of teacher you want to be i think it's going to be hard for you to to stay committed to it but yeah i I guess just in general um i'm I'm going to finish my teaching degree and then i've considered i've I've thrown around the idea of going to a different country and like teaching in an international school uh, as a really good experience i've I've had it recommended many times especially even from my uh, teaching biology professor Mm -hmm. he taught in uh, china i believe for years and he said that as a teacher in China, um, in an international school, he was making more money than he does now as a professor. Um, and he's like a professor and he also leads the, he's like the leader of the department of education in, in all of York. Oh, wow. So he like makes a good amount of money. He was like, even, even with the amount of money I'm making now, I was making more 
at in Shanghai or whatever it was. He said he was living in an apartment, a three bedroom apartment by himself Whoa. and it was like super luxurious and shit. Damn. What? So to me it's like I've always I've, I've wanted to be a teacher for quite a long time now and I think that you know, if I can make more money, why not? Yeah. I'm going to give it a try, see if I can make that work. And if not, I'm totally happy to to teach in Canada. I think that a pro for teaching in Canada for me is going to be like I grew up here, I went to school here, so I'm I'm comfortable with the system here and I feel like because I'm comfortable with it, I will just like transition easier. Um, and also language barrier too. If I go to a different country, the kids aren't going to have English as their first language. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be that sort of like, you know, that, that lack of connection. Really but your Mandarin's great I, though, right? <laughs> I really don't see like that part of the language barrier being a problem. Like, Probably cause not. Because like there's so many Arab people that went to like British or United, like American school in that's Middle true. East and their My cousins can speak fine. Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can speak uh, uh, English. But yeah. yeah, so I guess just generally where my life is going is being a full-time teacher and um, yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Yeah. Well, who'd like to share next? The plan is to get a film job at some point and slowly but surely start working my way up, for example. What's like your ultimate goal? Like what film job are you talking about? Like I ed- mean, in a perfect world, it would be like a full-blown just director, editor for oh, movies. Editor. If I could, again, directing is always the thing I talk about of like, I don't necessarily know if I have that bone in i don't got that dog in me mm-hmm. um whereas like i feel like i'm more on like the writing or the editing kind of side um so ideally it would be like you know editing full-blown movies and shit what but, are entry um, film jobs well i applied this of week tasks? to a editing house in toronto that like does commercials okay. for like you know a million different Walmart, what like all these different companies, they do commercials for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like an assistant editor position, which is probably what I would be starting with something assistant editing, unless I did freelance, which I'm not opposed to, but the very minimal experience I've had with it <laughs> has been kind of telling of what that world is like. Mm. Um, so I think if I ever was going to do freelance, I would want it to be in addition to mm-hmm. a stable income and not the sole income. Um, So that's the sort of like plan that, I mean, it has a million different branches that who knows, you know, I don't necessarily have any intention of like leaving the GTA currently, but for all I know, you know, if I fucking had the chance to edit something and they're like, all right, you need to move to LA now and come to Hollywood and shit and like do it. Like that's how could you ask me to do that? I I could, you know, I could see myself doing that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) But uh, so yeah, like it—that's the plan. It has a bunch of different branches, and then I mentioned the comic book writing thing, where it's like that is something where I would give up doing film stuff tomorrow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if I was in a position to be like some of the comic writers and artists that I love, who just do it full time and mm-hmm. you know I, I write f- their own shit and at Marvel or DC like I would yeah. give up the film stuff tomorrow if I was in a place where I could do that like successfully and repeatedly yeah I haven't really appreciated writing until recently to be honest with you I, I, I've been exposed to so much like scientific writing um, over my course at univer- like being in university for however long I've been in now and I've like in the latter half of university, I started like picking up like nonfiction books and then reading 
Radiant Black is like a different sort of writing style. So it's like, I don't know. I'm starting to really appreciate every like the way that people can express themselves in writing. Because like you read different authors, and it's like you, for example, like I've read a couple of Jordan Pearson's books, and it's just like he has his like own like style voice in mm-hmm. his books. And I'm gonna be completely honest. I like I like the themes of his books. But the way he writes really annoys me sometimes. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. Anyways, mm. that's besides the point. The liberals. Um, <laughs> I can't do it. Some people do an impression I think that, of him and it's hilarious. I think that I agree with you in terms of like, I feel like once you're in school, when reading is mandatory, you have to read every, you know, every day when you're in elementary school, they do like reading time. Mm. Or once you get to high school, it's like in English class, you have this book that you have to read. You have this book you have to read. So, so for some people, including myself, it kind of felt like a nuisance. But now that I have some free time to read, um even something as simple as like i don't know um a short story mm-hmm. or something to me i it's like when i watch movies and some movies to me the message is like really beautiful and clear and like the way they just, the way they tell the story is very like i don't know clear like the, the, the they're communicating their message very clearly so to me i like when i read something and it, it makes a lot of sense and there's no fat to it and it's very like to the point so I've I've come to appreciate very clear me- messaging, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but directly, yeah. directly said. Yeah, versus, and and to is, me is that, that bothers in, me. Yeah, is, is that in sort of like you're saying that if there's like a piece of work that's like a lot of not filler, but like they they take a long time to illustrate their point with a lot of adjectives mm. and descriptors, you wouldn't prefer that you you like the direct to the point clear. I don't as mi- short as possible. Kind of not thing. necessarily. I don't mind a good amount of descriptors as long as they're as long as they're like serving a, a, str- mm-hmm. a strong purpose. Okay. To me, if, to me, if you're throwing four or five descriptors mm-hmm. and two could have given you the same image in your head mm-hmm. and could have explained to you the general idea, then like don't add extra if you don't need extra. Fair enough. Um, it's the difference yeah. between a thousand episodes of One Piece or like an hour and a half of Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like um, Tarantino's movies are they're quite long. But they don't feel that long to me because to me, his writing is so fucking good. That's what makes his movies good. Not not necessarily the acting performances or um, the set pieces or whatever. Like to, to me, like the writing is the fucking star in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. And they're all three hour movies, two hours, 45, whatever. And yet they fly by so quick because everything is happening purposefully. And I feel like there's no wasted breath. There's no like, even if there's something that seems random, it, it ends up being funny and you get a laugh out of it and then it moves on. Like there's no like, random shit that you're like oh that was kind of useless like it's all yeah i don't know to me it's like it's all very um purposeful mm-hmm. i think as long as the as long as the wording as long as the words serve a strong purpose and they do something that's like you know funny or interesting or dramatic or whatever it is i think it's it's great also i think at the end of the day the most important thing is that no there's no confusion because sometimes you'll watch a movie and you're like you'll be like oh like what are they like what like it'll it won't be super clear what they mean. Mm, everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. No, not necessarily. That but was to, to me, there's just there's some movies where if you watch a shitty movie, sometimes you'll be like, that doesn't make sense. They didn't they didn't describe this or they didn't like. Somehow Palpatine came back. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. like there's some things that. It's a direct quote. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's I guess Poe Dameron in line. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is that. When some when the writing is extremely good, you don't have any sort of confusion. Like you you take the the viewers on a ride, and there's no sort of like, what the fuck does that even mean? That doesn't make sense. Whatever. 
I'm not talking about something that's like a hidden message or something. Mm-hmm. Writing to me is like audio in music or movies and video games where it's like it is often the good stuff is often overlooked, mm-hmm. but the bad stuff is so glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like writing has that similarity to audio where it's like a lot of people don't necessarily notice like, oh, that movie had great sound mixing or whatever. Just like I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about like what a well-written script. But when you hear shitty sound mixing or you hear somehow Palpatine came back, mm. like it becomes more of a like, oh, dude, it sticks out more. It sticks out more as a bad thing than it stands out you as know, a good you thing. You know what I think it is? I think that's a good point. I think what I didn't articulate earlier is that I feel like when you have shitty writing, mm-hmm. it it pulls you out of it so hard mm-hmm. and it makes you be like, this isn't fucking real life. Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one would say that. No one would react like that. No one would, no one would talk to their friend like that. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like when you have really good writing, you almost don't notice it because it's mm-hmm. so natural and it feels so, mm-hmm. I think, I think maybe Tarantino sticks out because he has such uh, bizarre lines sometimes and it's like funny, a lot of the shit that he writes. Yeah. But sometimes in movies, like to me, like, um, a movie like The Social Network mm-hmm. is so fucking incredibly written, but when you watch it, you, you don't necessarily think that because it's just it just feels such like na- like natural conversation that's happening. Mm-hmm. It fools your brain, and that's yeah. to me the similarity with sound, where it's like when you're watching a movie with like really good sound or whatever, it's like you don't notice it, but it is kind of subconsciously like it's- roping you in. Whereas, and with writing, I feel like it's the same thing. We don't necessarily notice it. But it is kind of with social network roping you in kind of thing. But when it is the bad shit, it's like instantly like, I, what the fuck? I, I, Why? Who put that sound there? Or it is like, mm, who wrote that fucking line? I honestly think even casual moviegoers catch it. And they don't necessarily realize that they catch it. Like, they'll be watching a movie. Good or bad? They'll catch. I'm saying they'll. What I'm trying to say is like, if you're if you're a casual moviegoer, sometimes you'll. I, I feel like if they watch a movie that has like shitty writing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they'll kind of because they don't necessarily think about it consciously, but they've been pulled out of the movie by the shitty writing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this isn't a good movie. Like, even if they don't acknowledge it consciously, sure. I think a part of them is like, oh, this this isn't worth my time. Mm-hmm. But if they're watching something that's like really incredibly written, they might just like find themselves like leading in and watching more intently mm-hmm. because the, the words are, are grabbing them and are flowing in a way that makes sense and like is interesting. Yeah. And obviously it's helped by performance too, but it's of like, course, you yeah. know, Nobody That's is rarely the through issue. the beginning of Inglorious Bastards with oh, the Nazi dude. in the house and being like, well, who wrote this? Not a single yeah. person on earth is listening to the Quint USS Indianapolis speech in Jaws and being like, I would have written that differently. Like, go mm. fuck yourself. Like, that was, nobody's doing that kind of thing. So it's like it does works on that level but anyways i'm sorry i didn't mean this we went off writing thing. Thing. That's okay. but yeah so writing comic books i that's again it's not necessarily what i foresee being the end path mm-hmm. but i would be very happy if it was for now it's kind of like and i think i've mentioned it before on the show but it is the plan of like write some things find some artists get it made hopefully in like a year or two get my own table at like fan expo hopefully sell a handful of copies not to make any money but just to get it like out there and hopefully in the right person's hands or even like you know put it on like a webtoon or you know whatever online comic book site hopefully the right person sees it and you know some editor or publisher or whatever from an image or a marvel Mm -hmm. or dc would hit me up and be like hey Mm -hmm. you know come right for us you know what's interesting about what you're saying is 
Maddie's almost making me want to add a piece to mine as well, which is like not necessarily being fixed because I didn't say it explicitly, but I feel like to me, I definitely want to be a teacher, but it may not be in the traditional sense that I think, you know, like there, I could be a teacher in a non-school setting. I could be in a private setting. I could be in a corporate setting. Who the fuck knows? But I think it's cool that you have like your general goal of wanting to be in entertainment and in media and you have a couple different things that you like. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it would be cool. I think it's it's good to have those extra lanes that you're not, you're still using the same core interest, but you're like applying it in different ways. Yeah. Well, and that's what it was for film school with me of like at first it was game devi- development mm-hmm. and then they said, "Hey, are you good at computers and math?" and I said, "Cuz no, game, thank you." Game de- but game development is like either you have to be a fucking brilliant artist to be in animation, for example, mm-hmm. or you have to be like a credible yeah but mm-hmm. then but then there's a lot a, of talents i don't possess but then there's a the third lane of like being like a, a game um what do you call it not, not not a writer but like a like the creative side yeah well that's my thing i have an idea for a game that like if it would be like a game smaller, director yeah it would game be directors like a, don't code or do no, art. like yeah it's more the like whatever side of things but that's a thing where it's like i would if i knew somebody for example who was like yeah i have like an indie studio and we're looking for ideas like i could I have an idea for a game. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. Maybe I will one day. Um, and that's another thing, too, where it's like I don't think it's ever really going to happen. I think it's definitely less likely than the film or, like, comic option. Is anyone but else... it is another avenue where I'm like, I have an idea for a fucking game. Does anyone game. else find themselves looking at his nipples <laughs> every once in no. a while? I'll just be talking and I'll be like, I don't know how to no. shaved around the middle. I, oh, they, wow. I, they are. I just cleaned up today. You have a very, you have a very distinct hair, sh- like hair it's growing pattern. Like a bird but there's like nothing here. It. It's, I know. It's my. You, you don't shave any of it? No. Oh. It's, it's like just bird. like it's weird. The only chest part I shave is around the Phoenix nipples because I don't like the like hair around the nipples. And then right now, belly button down. That's all trimmed up too because mm. it was a it was a crotch shaving day. Um, <laughs> okay. You're welcome for that information. Yeah. But oh, um, yeah, that's the thing for me where it was like when it very quickly became clear that I wasn't going to do game development um, and then switched gears to film, it is, it's what you're saying of it is just in the camp of like, I love all this entertainment stuff so much engaging you in love it story. that I want to make it. Yeah. And the current path is film. Mm. The hope is comics. The sort of more pie in the sky would be a game thing. But again, that would... It seems like ultimately so much more. Ultimately, you could like make it as generic as like you want to be in the in the in the business of telling stories, whether that's in through through books or through as yeah lofty and hoity-toity as that might sound to some people. No. That is the like no. I just want to ma- I want to make some shit, and it is it is I'm we'll get back to your thing, Patrick. I apologize, but like to topics on the show, I it is something I try to let's say expose you guys to in some ways we're for sure going to do another comic book thing like we did in the future i just have to figure out what i would want to give you guys and even like the star wars sequel rewrite that we did that kind of thing i liked i like doing it for me personally but i also just like putting on you guys to like just you know get the creative juices flowing for you like we're definitely going to do it at some point in the new year as a topic of this topic i want to do of like pitch or come up with like a sequel or prequel or just some sort of story in a pre-existing IP or whatever. Like the example I always use, and I did it in, at college in my sci-fi class. That was basically what we had for an assignment. And I've always wanted to see it. And that was the pitch I did was like, I want to do a sequel to the thing. For me, it was a comic book. And I want to do it set in a city because I get the thing is supposed to be the Arctic and it's remote and whatever. But it's like, I just want to see the thing 
like fuck up an entire town mm. where it's like thousands of people can't tell if their neighbors are fucking mm. their neighbors or an alien that's going to eat them. So it's like that's a kind of topic I want to do someday too with you guys of like, hey, pick a franchise, pick a movie, pick a game, whatever. Come up with another story in that world and then, you know, do it like we did the Star Wars one. One day audience. But anyways, mm. back to your topic. Mm. Life paths. Life paths. <laughs> You're next. Uh, well, two things to start off. First, uh, I heard Invincible Season 2 is crazy. Oh, my God. We oh. got to watch it, <laughs> How please. have we not watched any yet? Okay. Once we're done uh, school. What would you guys do if I was like, I saw it already? <laughs> oh, I would just be like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, you care? Uh, I don't know. We'll watch it together um, eventually, won't we? Even if you do watch it. No, I won't watch it. Maddie is, I know my uncle works on The Boys, and... Mm. What? What do you mean? What do you? What do you? My, what are the words that are coming out of your my, mouth right now? My, my uncle is a producer on the boys, and he does. What are you talking about right? What are you talking about? Right? about? Are you talking cut about? the camera. What are you saying right now? What are you talking about? What are you saying my right now? Un- How's this never come up ever? Has, it, it, you it know has. about this? I, I think I brought it up like once. What I think are I brought you it up. Fucking like once. talking about? Familiar to me. He's a my, producer. Yeah, my uncle's a, one of the producers on the boys. And what side of your family? My dad's side. He's a that producer. man that I've met, your dad's brother? No, no, no. he's my uncle and Wait, he, he's a he's a he's like a main producer like on he's the. He's my sh- dad's. He's my aunt's. Well, have I, I met me, your dad's your sister, Malcolm? Yeah, you're saying that your your uncle is a, one of the main producers on the Disney on on the Prime Video on the Boys Prime. Amazon Prime. The fuck? <laughs> there's a lot of like there's a lot of producers. On there a are a lot like of people. That. I don't know how big he is, but he said like he like whenever. I'm at his house or visiting family. Like he's always busy doing work for the boys. What the fuck? Huh. That's dope. Very cool. That's crazy. Like he says, why have you never? Like, why have you never? How, does that, that? how does that not even we, come up once? Wait, wait, and it's we, just coming we, up now. We've watched the first three seasons all together. Yeah. Right? yeah, we watched all three. You didn't seasons. mention what it. I was gonna, what I was gonna say, Maddie, was maybe I could have a word with him and just ask him <laughs> what's going on with the boys. Is there anywhere I can, that you could be guided or something like that? I don't if know. they need a fucking production assistant, I'll go get coffee. You're saying for Maddie? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I see. I'll I'll go deliver <laughs> sandwiches to fucking Carl Urban or whatever. Why are you looking at me like that? I I just it's just amazing. It's so like, random. I feel like we introduced him to that show. Yeah. And like we watched it together all three seasons. Yeah, we did. The only connection I've had to someone who's in that world is like my banker, like my my bank advisor at at Scotia Bank. Uh-huh. He for the longest time before he came into banking was like, um, a PA or something. Mm-hmm. Like he was work, he worked on sets with like big actors, and he was like, he's like, yeah, I worked on, he worked on the Suicide Squad, not the James Gunn one, the original one with Har- mm. with uh, Margot as well, and like, he said he met Will Smith, oh. so oh, yeah, a bunch of crazy. Shout shit. out to Mark's banker Brian. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I don't know if that's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so your uncle knows all the actors. I think so. Did I tell you guys my brother met you did, them yeah. at that Gorillas concert? Yeah, 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 that yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but no, my brother didn't meet them. It was his, his, his two friends yeah, who went to the bathroom that's right. and just happened to bump into Carl Urban and Jack Quaid. Oh my god! And we're like texting the my urinal. brother like pictures of like them together. He, Huey and like, yeah, Huey and Butcher. My brother was all mad. Like, why didn't you tell me to come out? And they're like, oh, blah 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 blah. And I was sitting there because my brother was like, "Aren't you mad too?" I was like, "I mean, maybe, but I'm here to watch the fucking Gorillas concert." I was like, "I was way more into the concert." What was what are you gonna say for your life path yeah, though? Life yeah, what's where's um, going? Well, what's your uncle's name? Sorry, last thing about your uncle, Jay. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, well, currently I want to finish my undergrad in psychology. Crazy up. So you, you, you <laughs> so when when did you officially switch out of sociology? Wait, uh, last you're still not in sociology. I'm not in sociology. I thought you were half in sociology. I thought you were as well. My, sociology is my minor now. 
just because I've taken oh, okay, so many classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did last year, last September of 2022, I started psychology. Okay. Full time. Full time, yeah. <clears throat> and then I'm taking one sociology class this year, so I can finish with this uh, minor in it, which doesn't really make a difference to me because it's not going to do anything for me. But I want to graduate with my psychology degree and get a master's in either counseling psychology or forensic psychology, hopefully forensic psychology, because I want to work in forensics and mm. I'm kind of leaning towards joining the police and I don't want to be, I don't want to be associated with the police. I just want to, what does that mean? I mean, I don't want to be wearing a uniform and be seen as one of those people. You don't want to be out in the field. You want to be the I don't wanna be guy si- they call to the crime scene. Yeah, yeah I want to be the guy they call you to You want to be a detective. I kind of want to be a detective. You can't be a detective without being a beat cop first, can you? I know. I have to do that. <laughs> oh, I have cop. to do that first. I have to be the guy that sits on the road at yeah. fucking 3 a.m. in the morning giving some idiot a ticket. Yeah. Because I think you have to do that for like two or three years before you can do anything else. Okay. But something like either detective work or interrogating or like doing profiles on criminals. And if that doesn't really go to plan, then I like, I like therapy. I like working with people. So something in that line i don't know very last resort would maybe be something with kids because i like working with kids you uh, would like in alan wake to it's two characters you play as alan wake and then this fbi woman named saga which why is her name saga i don't know but it's cool but like in the game you spend time like the way they phrase it is you're like in her head but it's like literally going through documents and like pinning them up and like pinning them up on like one of those corkboard looking mm-hmm. things and trying to like piece shit together yeah. to like I would love that's like that's stuff. like a dream. I'd love to do that. Mm. I mean coming cool. coming into psychology, like when I was in so when I first transferred here and they wouldn't let me back into business, I had to choose something. I didn't know what to choose, so I just chose sociology because I didn't know what it was. And when I was there, I just felt so lost. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's not interesting. What am I gonna do with my life? And then I took one psychology course, and I was like, "This is it. Like, I need to, I need to follow through with this because this is so cool, and I can't get enough of it." I see. And now, so you want to get into forensics? Yeah. Forensics. So here we go. Like forensic psychology, I I haven't read anything about the program at Ontario Tech, but tell me about it. What do they offer? Do you know anything about the program at Ontario Tech? There's there's a lot of like sciencey classes which aren't is it a course based or do you have to do research oh it's course i thought it was research based oh so it doesn't matter if you did did research a lot of the ones that i'm looking at are course based i'm not i don't i'm not like a big research guy yeah and i'm not i don't really want to go into a program that's research based yeah but you know profiling requires a lot of research okay but a lot a lot of the uh programs i'm going into are course based like okay. have, like biology and stuff like that which i'm a little scared for because i'm not really good at any of that at all but yeah. it's gonna be i'm gonna push if i do get in i'm gonna push through even if i don't get in this year i'm gonna try to build up my resume more for next year and i guess probably just work in the off time or maybe try to pursue playing league one a little more mm-hmm. in the off year yeah but yeah, going forward, that's the career I kind of want to get into. And I guess on the side... So if you don't get in, why don't you just get, become a cop and then also try and get in? Because I don't want to be a cop cop. I want to be a cop with like, oh, I already know I'm going to do this. Which I guess I could at the mm. same time because my aunt went in being a cop. And then she just went and got a forensic psychology degree for free because that's they right. pay for it when you're in there yeah, that's for right. you. So I guess that's also an option, which is actually... I might, I might just do that too. Fine. I just, I just really don't like the idea of being a cop and <laughs> Why not? pulling people over and mm. 
be a dick. Shooting bad guys. Being a dick. <laughs> Shooting bad guys in the face. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the idea of me being on the side of the road like just sitting there because I have to and someone goes, Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> or like you're we going a little you're guy. going a little too fast and then you see a cop car and you go, <sighs> I mean, I don't know what police like I don't know too much about this, but my understanding is there's a like there's a certain level of discretion on your part. Like you're not obligated to pull every single person who speeds no, over. No. Like you, I can mean, this got. I, I don't know how it works. Sense. I don't know how it works, but there's got to be there's got to be a certain amount of tickets you gotta give out. Because like, where else are you gonna get money I mean, from? you're gonna. I mean, if you get on the inside, let us know if there's a quota. <laughs> I doubt there's a quota. I, don't know. I, I feel like there's a quota. Okay. A quota. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm last here. Mm-hmm. So, I just finished submitting all my applications for clinical psychology yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. uh, and I also applied to some research funding. So clinical psychology is like a research-based thing that's also, um, to what Malcolm was saying, uh, provides training for like counseling and also diagnosing mental disorders. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said in the last topic, it's kind of a prayer at this point. It's not even a, like it's me being on my hands and knees begging for this to, to happen kind of thing but you've been talking about this a lot recently like off air um yeah. about you know your frustrations and worries with all this and even you now saying it's a prayer that's for now though right what do you mean it's to, a prayer currently but it's not like to get a into prayer the program. indefinitely i have no idea what you're saying like i'm saying at some point you will get in and do it and i hope so no but the <laughs> like no, but it's the a prayer pro- because i don't know if i'm no, gonna but get the, in but the programs are like super competitive so like he's a even if you, he, he might apply many times and not get in hopefully you will for sure but he's also yeah. got an immigrant last name so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like there's a it's not like there's a guarantee you know sure yeah well the 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 two things are like there's nothing really that's a guarantee in life but also the it's just there's not a lot of spots. Mm. That's the problem. I think he told me I something crazy too. about how like thousands of, or hundreds or, or thousands of people apply and only like five, ten get into a program or some crazy shit. Yeah, UFT. It's last year they accepted like four people and there was upwards of five hundred fifty applicants. Four people at dude. the undergraduate level. What makes it so competitive though? Like why to, the uh, lack to be of quite, spots? To be quite that? on. Why the lack of spots or what makes it? Is it, is it because of the, is it because like, like, why is it only four people? Is it because of the prestigious name of the University of Toronto? No. Well, okay. Let me answer one question at a time. So why is it so competitive? Part of me feels like a lot of people do their psychology education and don't know what to do. And it's like, okay, the most applied form of psychology is clinical psychology. Sure. Because at the end of it, you can be a researcher, you can be a clinician, you can open your private practice. You can be a professor. There's just options with that field. So it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. So let me just try for it. Sure. So my suspicion is that there's many, 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 many people who actually don't have a clear like goal? the base like knowledge and requirement for actually getting in. So that's the my suspicion as to why there's so many applicants. With regards to why there's so, such little spots, it's a research-based sort of thing with also the practical training. So to get in, you need to have a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And a professor can only take so many students. Often professors take one student if they're accepting. Mm-hmm. And some years they don't accept a student because they don't have the resources to get somebody mm. kind of thing. So, for example, at U of T, there's like six or seven core faculty members. 
only four of them are accepting students this year. Mm. So that would be four but students. So then in that case, doesn't it just become a like brown nosing thing of like if you had that teacher and kissed their ass? Well, maybe it's like connections probably at that point. Like well, if you have a relationship with people. Part of it would people. be connections. Definitely part of it would be connections. But didn't you say there was a girl who was like. <laughs> yeah, go on. You, know, you, you said you said, so, you said someone you had like a had like a, they had worked with a professor before or something, yeah. and there's a, there was already a connection there. So yeah. odds are that she was gonna get in because the the professor already knew her and trusted her type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a there's a element of like connections to it, but I honestly feel like in the end of the day, like kudos to this girl, like she went and she did her masters and she has a connection with this professor. That's just how life goes. Someone, people have connections, right? You can see in the world of soccer as well. There's like people who are arguably not that good who are like making it to like pretty high levels. But um, that's a separate, I guess, point. It doesn't really speak to what I'm saying. Um, you just wanted to throw shade for a second. I don't know. That's kind of the <laughs> connection my brain made. Um, but I think in the end of the day, like if you're a quality person and you have the competence and you've done what you needed to do to prepare yourself for this thing mm-hmm. you can only get ignored or like turned down for well, so but that's long. what i'm saying to you right you're in that position as far as i'm aware so that's what i'm saying where it's like sure you might not get in this go around but that's yeah. what i was saying before where it's like i can't imagine a situation where five years from now you're like this is my fifth time yeah. trying and like i'm still not in kind well, of also thing. a yeah. big a big thing is like the more times you apply and you have to you only apply once a year right mm-hmm. so in between the times and the in between the attempts yeah you can only gain more experience yeah in at the call center or, or like doing anything else like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can only gain more experience you can only get you can also only get more with every like failed attempt you can only get a better sense of what you need to do next time more mm-hmm. or like you know or start brown nosing Sure. But so that's what I'm saying. We're like, it's, it, I get what you're saying about for now, it's like a hope kind of thing. But mm-hmm. that's what I was saying before of like, it's got to be a question of when, not if, you know? Uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. If you stick at it for years, like, odds are you're going to do something. The thing that's kind of like annoying is that, and I know people spend way longer amounts of time trying to get somewhere, but like, especially, especially in the last year, every, decision i made with my academics and with like a lot of things in my life has been in service of like this moment right here like Mm -hmm. getting these applications in and being the best possible candidate i can be for this moment kind of thing so if it's like if it's like the case that i don't even get an interview so if i don't get an interview anywhere that means like i like i'm not a quality candidate Mm -hmm. kind of thing you know what i mean so it, it would just i don't know it would just blow my mind that's that's the worry i have that like if I, I don't know how, com- like, I know it's competitive and I, I just don't know the quality of the other people there. So there's one, the one person, uh, I was about to say her name, you know, <laughs> I can't say her name. She has her master's and she has this connection with the professor. Like, are they all like her or is she like the outstanding, like outlier kind of thing? I don't sure. Know. The creme de la creme. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. know. Well, I think too, it also goes back to what Mark was saying about like him with teaching or with me and the creative thing where it's like and even what malcolm and you guys were just saying where it's like giving yourself not putting all your eggs in one basket i guess and i understand that right now you're putting all your eggs in one basket because that's what you should be doing but it's like a if you don't get in next time sure try it again next year 
And then if it doesn't work next year, it's not like change your whole life path, but it is a thing of like, do you start to look for like, you know, an alternative, like same thing, but different branch mm. of, you beat, know, beat whatever cop. you're doing, beat cop. <laughs> so that like you still, ha- and that for me, it's the thing of like film is the goal and the job and the career path. Mm-hmm. The comic thing is like, it's not even my plan B. It is more of like the aspiration, not the like. But ultimately, goal. ultimately, storytelling is the goal. Yes. So to me, it's like the likely path is the film stuff. The sort of more like aspirational path is comic stuff. Hopefully, a little bit of both. Um, Man, if anyone ever wanted you to write porn, <laughs> write think, it. What, you do? Write I it. Mean, if it got me a foot in the door, I think I could come up with some good scenarios to get people fucking. But and so that's what I'm saying with like your thing too, where it's like. It's not don't put all your eggs in one basket because that's what you need to be doing right now. But I guess it's like a don't permanently put all your eggs in one basket. Do it now because it's needed. Mm -hmm. But depending on how things go, it's like find or give yourself, you know, those alternate branches that still work and you're doing what you want to be doing. But then it's like maybe you do become a professor teaching this instead of, you know. I can't become a professor teaching it without getting into clinical psychology. Oh, well, there you go. So, <laughs> but whatever the whatever the path would be that like makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like you know in the ballpark, but if it's not necessarily the thing, you mm-hmm. know. I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. We'll about. see. We'll see what we're talking about in a year. There yeah. you go. We'll see in a year. We'll see in many years from now. Are you satisfied, Van? I I think I'm good. Unless anyone wants to say anything else, I don't I'm think good. so. Anybody got anything they want to get off their chest? I will say Thank that God uh, we don't gotta upload any videos to your laptop. I'm really good. hungry, so I'm also pretty hungry. Let's go get food. Hungry, hungry, uploading. Hippo. Uh, I'm good. I will just say thank you once again because I was ready to blow a fucking blood vessel tonight. Um, it sounds like it sounds like you had a stressful night. So it was good to come. So, I would be so actually goddamn upset if I were you. I Holy mean, crap. I think I did a good job not tearing a strip off mm. my subordinates. I think I managed to keep my composure yeah. enough. Time to f- uh, reorient your focus back on the campaign. Yeah, you've got a campaign my on your hands. Campaign. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I came in. Came in hot tonight, yeah. so it was good to just shoot the shit a little, blow off the, some steam. Patrick, real quick before we go, Mark's topic was music and movies, either like licensed stuff or like scores. What's like some your favorite, of your favorites? Like your favorite piece of music in a movie, and and you feel like the the music matches the movie's vibe really well. Honestly, only because it's like so fresh in my mind. Yep. Um Gardens of the Galaxy three. We did talk about that. Dog days. Creep. Oh, dog days are over. Dog days. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just a quick couple of ones that we threw out. I threw out um, something in the way in the Batman when he's driving around. And it's like something the one. in the oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's badass. I threw out. Um, what else did I throw out? I didn't mention it in Mark's topic, but I will mention it now. Just both the Blade Runner soundtracks. Just fucking mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. We, we talked about talked about Inception soundtrack. We talked about Interstellar soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yes, yeah. the Inception soundtrack was actually my number one listen to this song this year. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so Guardians. Any like not licensed, but like soundtracks. Tracks. Um. Mm. 
films. Mm. I mentioned like Jaws or you know any John Williams stuff like Star Wars and Indiana. I Jones mentioned this. I mentioned. I don't know if you like this. I'll play it real quick. He's gonna play it real quick from, Jan- it. from Django Unchained. Have you heard this before? This is in the montage when he's learning how to shoot it, like shoot the gun for the first time, and he's like. The Western, the yeah. Western soundtrack. Honestly, when it comes to like unlicensed stuff, I'm pretty like not really like all there for it. Like, not that I'm not a fan of it. It's just I don't really pay attention. Mm. If it's like not a licensed. You know Star Wars. Though. I know Star Wars, but like that's I like the closest thing to license there is. In the beginning of Up, mm. when it's see, like wife. Yeah, I just wouldn't be able to remember. Or like the that. Incredibles, obviously. I wouldn't be able to remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I mean, come on, get the fuck out of here. But anyways, <laughs> just I figured we'd give me a chance. Anyways, this has been your I think a little longer than normal uh, oh, episode yeah. of Wildly Adequate. It is now twelve fifteen. Wow. Tune in, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that. Tune in next week. Next week we're going to do our Christmas episode. It is also going to be the last episode. Well, uh, not yeah. for you guys. It's going to be the last episode we record of this year. But don't worry. We've got some bonus episodes in the tank that will be coming out after that while we're on our brief hiatus. Let's go. Uh, but anyways, thank you. Good night. Thank you. Bye.